You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you listen to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I've got a radio presenter with me today, and she's from Ireland. Her name is Linda Conway from Voice of a Woman. Hi, Linda. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dom. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How's yourself? I'm okay, considering all the circumstances and you know how it is at the moment being locked in the house. It's kind of, you know, it's weird. It's strange. It's very strange times at the moment. It's just, I don't think anyone really knows what's happening or no. what's going to happen. It's, it's a whole different way of living. And I think that's something that's unfortunately going to change living for, like, it's going to be so different. It just, it's crazy. Yeah. How is it affecting you, your show then? Well, I am. <laughs> the studio is kind of out of bounds. So um, I've had to kind of record at home which is very bizarre altogether because <laughs> my my home is not really a studio as such. Yeah. Um, so my studio is now my bedroom and um, I don't really have a computer as such because I was trying to cut down on bills. So I was just using my phone as internet and my tablet, which was working perfectly well. There was nothing wrong with that. But then COVID-19 strikes and then it's like, ah, okay. <laughs> so I have a phone. A phone, a tablet, and a speaker. So recording a radio show with those three things is a fun experience altogether. I can imagine. It's okay. It really is. It's a very fun experience. But um, I'm getting tips and stuff from um, other people because I'm not really very knowledgeable in all the equipment that's out there because there's so much of it out there to use for radio shows and stuff. So much. Um, But it's just getting a matter of kind of getting used to the new equipment that I've got. Um, so maybe over the next few months I will because I'm still working full time as well so that's kind of um, that's my full time job so there's kind of not a lot of time even though I'm still locked down I'm still working full time so yeah what do you do trying to juggle everything I work in frontline disability services oh what really yeah oh wow you are a true key worker then well, well, yeah, I suppose you could say that. I'm not in the hospital as such, but I work with people with disabilities, so it's very, um, I suppose it's more serious to not bring anything in because yeah. they're staying at home, but we're the ones coming and going. So we have a duty of care to them, um, the people we work with, because they're not going out as such. Um, so we could be meeting anybody and bringing anything in. So from that kind of perspective, it is a very responsible job in that kind of sense that um, we keep them as healthy as we possibly can and keep ourselves as healthy as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, today I had to have, it's not that I don't, I don't have any symptoms or anything and I'm not feeling unwell, but today I had to go and have a COVID-19 test. Oh. I did not like it. <laughs> what, what is involved with the test then? I keep hearing uh, people talk about it and I've never asked. You know, like... I think when you listen to people talking about it, it's like it's a scary thing or something. But it's yeah. it's just really uncomfortable because there's a long swab. It's maybe like yeah, it's a very long nasal swab <laughs> that goes down the back, down the back of your throat first. So you gag on that first and foremost. Yeah, and then they say right, five seconds, and they're going to put it 
up your nose and they, they don't ha- they put it right up they don't just put it into the nostril they put oh. it right up your nose so it's like your nasal <laughs> your nasal passages get a right good clean is maybe what they say so I was coughing and I couldn't cover my mouth as I was coughing because I was gagging on it it just it's very uncomfortable it doesn't take long and it's important but it's just uncomfortable and I just you know it's not something I want to repeat many times again no. it sounds really really uncomfortable I'd obviously at some point everybody will end up having this test yeah. so we'll all know exactly what you're saying but just the yeah. idea of something going that far down my nose, it's like, oh. Well, see, it doesn't take, like, overall, the whole thing probably only takes maybe 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. But it's just, it is, because they're trying to choke you, and then, the, you know, it's, it, so I suppose it's going to be like taking bloods, I'd say. Do you know how you go to the doctor yeah. every six months for a blood test? It's going to be, become like that, do you know what I think? Yeah. Um given the, the circumstances and stuff. So, yeah, um, but it's just not it's just not comfortable. Well, the main thing is that you're safe, you're healthy, and well, you're yeah. busy think, as well. Yeah, I think for healthcare workers, they're, I think they're all going to have to get um, routine COVID-19 tests just to make sure that all the healthcare workers are healthy and they're not spreading viruses and stuff. So, do you know, I think yeah. it's probably going to be, yeah, priority for them to get it. So Well, I think, I think the scariest thing, what I can think of is the fact that, yes, you know, some people may have had it, but what is the chance of, you know, somebody recatching it and then spreading it again? Or, you know, whether they can catch it, not show any symptoms and then still spread it. You know, it's one of those risky, risky, risky things that nobody wants to face. I don't know, but see, I think from my kind of perspective, it is serious and it's something, and I think it's something that, even healthcare experts and people in the World Health Organization don't fully understand because it's not like yeah. there's not enough data, there's not enough research as yet because there's not enough people had it and all the kind of new symptoms that are coming from it. Um, but the last, the few days ago, one of the people I work with um, had a really massive stroke and she's now in hospital. She's not, that's not COVID 19, but it's just like, you know, it seems to me that COVID-19 has become so much more serious than all the other serious illnesses out there. Yeah. And it's getting so much more focus on it than I think, you know, it, it, it is serious. It well, is very, well, very serious. It. But like... That's it, you know, they've been incorporating some of the death uh, statistics, the, you know, the secondary effects of COVID-19. So the people that don't get the same amount of healthcare, you know, whether they've had a stroke or a heart attack, you know, those people that have been passing yeah. away, they should still be, you know, incorporated into those figures. And it's only right, you yeah. know, because yes, it might not be a direct, you know, you've been infected, you've died from it, but you've yeah. died because of this situation. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot of comorbidity with the statistics as well. So I don't know if the statistics, because that's every day, it's like a statistics thing and it's like, oh my God, yeah. another so many people have died. But if it's put into perspective and the different cases, I think it would probably look a bit different than just, oh my God, another 200 people died today or, you know. Yeah. I mean, it is serious, but I just think it's, it needs to be put into perspective because there's thousands upon thousands recovering from it at the same time, you know, and um, a lot of people the symptoms that aren't as serious there's just a certain number that are and I think it just I don't know I think it's just the fear yeah there's a lot of fear around it you know and I think 
Yeah. It's that uncertainty, you know, the fact that we're going into yeah. something that we just don't know. And nobody nobody yeah, nobody it. likes not knowing. Yeah, that's exactly it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, from that, you know, the slightly morbid topic of death and... <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's something that we're all going through at the moment. And even because the great yeah. thing with these podcasts is they don't just disappear. You know, they stay on the internet for as long as I keep my podcast systems running. So, you know, we could be listening to this in 20 years time and think, oh, yeah, we were going through all that. That'd be quite good for history books and museums and stuff, wouldn't it? Well, we might it. end up one of these museums somewhere down the line. I remember being back at school and, you know, you're looking through history and you're looking at all the textbooks and you, then it started, you know, the internet started coming into play and it's like, oh, yeah, you can Google this now. And then obviously in the yeah. future, they'll be listening to podcasts and radio interviews and it's just everything adapts. Yeah, everything, everything adapts. The world will be adapting. A very different world, even when we get back to some sort of normality, whatever that will be. Yeah. Well, what what is the new normal at the moment? You know, it's it's a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy world. The world has gone virtual right now. That's what's happened. I mean, I find the amount it, of music. I find it fascinating. You know, the amount of live streams that we're getting from oh, yeah. know, artists. I mean, it's fantastic. You know, those that can't get to gigs i mean i've never really been able to go to gigs personally because i've always been on the poorer end of the spectrum you know i've never been i've never had that excess cash where i could say all right i'll go to this gig this gig this gig you know i'll go to the i'll go to the pubs where it's free to enter and then pay for the music but actually paying you know 70 or if you know multiple people going 140 to a festival it's i've never been able to do it so this has been really really nice seeing the diversity of artists but the amount of live streams is crazy. Like, it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, this weekend alone, there's the Buckle and Boots online virtual festival. Yeah. And there's the Southwest 20 virtual festival. And there's, like, live in the living room. And, I mean, there's countless. And there's even, like, it's 24-7. Yeah. Because the UK ones for our UK time. And then when they end, the USA ones are starting. So you <laughs> could know. just watch. You could just watch live streams 24 hours a day and there's just so much of it like you could be you're on your phone 24 7 but it's unbelievable the amount of music and the amount of amazing artists i mean i found harriet rose on a live stream yeah um, and that was like when you find an artist that you love and you connect with in such a deep level i mean uh, to me there's just nothing nothing better you know oh, exactly. um, and if it hadn't been for coronavirus and the situation we are in now, I wouldn't have discovered her because obviously I live in Ireland. So like me, it's, it's difficult to go to gigs. I can't just say, oh, I'll go down to London <laughs> on a Tuesday night. You know, I have to book a flight and accommodation and all that kind of stuff to go yeah. there. So, you know, and it's you're, I'm seeing the artists I love as well more often now than yeah. I ever did before. You know, I mean, the live gig situation, I miss it. But, you know, it's just amazing the amount of amount of live streams and you know it's yeah it's just strong well end of the day it's something a- is better than nothing and i'd rather have the live yeah. streams you know than not having yeah. anything at all i mean i was talking about it i mean today i'm recording this on friday i think i'm going to release this episode tomorrow on the saturday i mean we're on the 22nd today so yesterday i was speaking with an artist and it's just not the Doing the interviews, you know, doing the live streams isn't the same as having a live gig. You know, other artists yeah. have said this as well, you know, because you don't have that face-to-face interaction, you know, with the fans. 
but you can still see the comments. You can still see, you know, the number of people listening. And it must be great for the artists to see, you know, whether it's 50 or whether it's 100 or whether it's 250 people listening. It's great. I love yeah. it. But then I think as well, like, um, there's positives to look at. It's like, like, you don't have to get on a train or an underground and yeah. use kind of, you know, and then when you get to venues, there's a lot of people that complain about people that are too drunk, talking too much, mm-hmm. um, people that are too high standing in front of you and you can't see and you're moving back and forth. You've got the screen in front of you and it's the best view and like all, I mean, even people are chatting, but it's like there's no interruptions as such, you know. Yeah, unless and you've got you the husband and wife in the background, you know, saying well, there is that. <laughs> that too um but yeah there's no like the artists can just sing and interact with the fans and i just find that like i just find that so i I just i think there's probably more of a connection in that way although it's not live yeah and there's no applause and they may not be able to see your faces and stuff and the singing along and all that kind of stuff but i just feel the connection is you know it's, it's a great connection and i think it's good that the internet is here because if we didn't have the internet what would it be like well, that's it. I mean, it's still it's still a great situation. I mean, this, that that was the exact thing I was saying yesterday. Is the fact that technology? It's so great to have this technology nowadays. Because if this was to happen twenty years ago, ten years ago, we wouldn't be able to do this. You know, Twitter wasn't as big. You know, the internet was still on dial up, and you know, it, it's it's crazy. I I, I think we're in such a great time for this to happen. I mean, yeah, like it's, I said yesterday, it's not a nice thing to happen. No, it's not. But it's, it's not. if any time it was to happen, at least it's happened within this period of technology. I think it's made like artists like, I mean, Brandy Clark was talking about how she didn't really have a good relationship with technology beforehand. Yeah. All the trolls, a lot of, a lot of really negative stuff can happen online. Um, but she's now kind of appreciating it more because she can connect with the fans and she can have a good cup and stuff. So it's actually like the internet and Zoom and Skype and all these things are keeping people connected. And that is probably one of the most positive things that have come out of this. I'd yeah. Say. I bet Netflix are all happy because their sales have gone massively up. Yeah. So did Stage It, you know, Stage It, that um, streaming device, that yep. apparently was about to go under. But then as soon as coronavirus hit, it was like a second life for him. Yeah. And he is now in business big time because there's so many people going on stage as well. The amount of, you know, so it's kind of, there's, I suppose there's pod, that's the positive that's come out for him, you know. Yeah. Well, with every situation in life, there's always going to be some people that benefit and then some people that don't. I yeah. mean, we look at the horrible topic of war. You know, there's still people who benefit from war and then obviously everybody else doesn't. That's it. Very, we're talking, we're really getting into it today. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-19, strokes, war. That's <laughs> it. That, well, it's, it's big things that happen, you know, to our lives and it's what affects us on a day-to-day basic, uh, basis. So. It, is, it is, yeah. And I'd say as well, like, the COVID-19 is kind of dominating the news and you do wonder what else is going on worldwide if there, you know, because there could be wars and yeah. um, all that in other countries, but we won't be hearing about that because everything is about COVID-19 and what you're allowed to do and if you're allowed to go out and if you're not allowed to go out. That's you know. it. I mean, there was um, something in the news, I think it was two, three, four weeks ago and there was Russian 
planes and ships coming into our water and skies. And it wasn't as big news. You know, if if COVID-19 wasn't happening, that would have been plastered all over the front pages. Yeah. But it's still, you know, like second, third, fourth page into a newspaper. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, what happens if something does kick off whilst we're in this situation? It's exactly. Scary. I mean, we wouldn't know about it, though, like, because all we're talking about is, like, <laughs> 29 people of, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's just, it is, there's a big focus on it. And I, I don't know for people's mental health and physical health, I don't know if the media need to come away from it a bit. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, definitely. They do. I mean, there's 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 a lot of like positive things going on as well. And I, I just, you know, I think it's sometimes I just switch off and I don't listen or hear the news because a lot of it you don't, don't know if it's true or accurate. And there's just far too much of it going on. And it's a lot of it is so, so negative. And I just, you know. Yeah. There's a lot more positive things going on that we don't hear about or there's a lot of other important things going on that's it i mean there's two things that have happened you know there's there's facebook that have now incorporated the like warning message like a generic warning saying that there's some items on your news feed that are inaccurate and it'll give you like a generic warning it won't tell you what post or who's posted it but it'll just let you know that there are inaccuracies on the on your timeline and the other thing as well with the news and how it's affecting our mental health we try and get away from the news you know we try and not look at it as much but it's still there and you know it's there and it's in the background and you hear people talking about it and it still affects everybody you know even when you try and avoid it you just can't you can't because it's got its own it's got its own title you just see it everywhere (laughs) yeah and you go out to the shops and it's plastered everywhere and there's two meter distance things everywhere and it's just in your face so much that he was outside you know, yeah <laughs> everywhere and then even going shopping for like if you just want to go down the down the shops and buy a can of juice or something it takes so much longer to get a can of juice you know so you think geez I want to go for a full shop but I have to go in and I have to clean the trolley and I have, I mean it just takes the fun out of shopping yeah <laughs> it does I mean it just, I you was... know it's just I wasn't a big fan of shopping beforehand, but I really can't stand it now. That's <laughs> not helped you do. <laughs> and then everybody's still buying really the toilet rolls. That was just something else, that. <laughs> I did not, for the life of me, understand that toilet roll shortage. No. I seriously just, I didn't, because I was thinking, you know, there's, for want of a better word, there are plenty of things you could clean that area with um, <laughs> than toilet roll. And sometimes toilet roll gets stuck in places that you just really don't want toilet roll to get stuck. So, like, I just didn't really fully understand why so much toilet roll was being bought. I mean, oh. I could understand bread shortage and meat shortage and paracetamol shortage and pasta shortage and all those other things. But toilet roll... Yeah, that flabbergasted me slightly. <laughs> at least if we're going to, you know, some form of World War Three, a lot of people will be covered. <laughs> In toilet roll. <laughs> In toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure in Egypt I wonder there was more toilet roll being bought because you know how there's a lot of people that were showing pictures of people wrapped literally wrapped up in toilet roll. <laughs> and I do yeah, I just I, yeah, I didn't get it. Oh. Didn't get that at all. 
Daisy, Daisy Toot, I actually don't know if you know Daisy Toot. She's a really, really, really lovely singer, songwriter, banjo yeah. player, folk. Oh, she's brilliant. She's really, really good. Um, I got her CD and um, she sent a piece of toilet roll <laughs> in with the CD. <laughs> So it was just, it was just a funny kind of, you know, <laughs> it was really funny, oh. but it was a lovely touch, you know, it's like, here's my EP signed and thanks for your support and here's your one piece of toilet roll for you to during this COVID-19 time and Make I just thought that was just such a <laughs> I wonder how many toilet rolls she's bought for <laughs> I just hey, so many orders. Some people might have been really, really grateful after that. It's like they've just run out. It's like, oh, look, I've got one share it around. Do. There's probably a bit of toilet roll I don't actually want to use now because she sent it to me, so I'll probably put it on eBay. See, this is the toilet roll that Daisy Jewel And I might make a fortune. At least it wasn't pre used. Well, I hope not. No, don't go there. Don't go there, Dom. Don't go there. No, the CD is gorgeous. So Daisy Jewel is there. Yeah, she's. Phenomenal voice. Well, I've, phenomenal just, voice. I've just written her down, so I'm going to check her out after here. She's really good. She's just she does. Um, don't know if you've heard of the Herd Collective. Um, yes, I have. Yeah, she's part of the Herd Collective with Kerry Ann. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, um, and they do their live streams every Tuesday, and it's just so like they make it so much fun, and they engage everyone, and they have like they don't just like they do their music, which is just like. So I just love it. I mean, I just love their voices and I just love their music and I love their instruments and I love, you know, I love that kind of side of it. But then they have yeah. the other side of it, beer reviews, they do tea reviews, they do puns, they just have fun. It's just like, you know, you're in the living room just having a party and they're just great, great musicians. I mean, there's just so much nuttiness and banter and they sing and it's just like, for goodness sake, it's like, yeah. So Daisy Toot and Kerry Ann are just my regular regular streams that I listen to, you know, I wouldn't miss those because I just love them. Well, you speak of nuttiness. That's one of the reasons why I absolutely adore your Twitter feed. I really? I love how <laughs> out there you are. It's just so brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love the um, Becky Oki stuff that you're doing. I'm so sad that you're stopped singing. Well... You know, I love, I do love singing, um, but um, I just with my with my job kind of, it, my job does take up a lot of my time mm-hmm. and a lot of my energy sometimes as well. Um, but it's something that I do, do want to get back into because, like, I just um, yeah, I need to get back into. It. I actually did um, Dolly Parton's nine to five video for the country hits homemade yeah. hits thing, but it wouldn't go up on my Twitter feed. It oh, just it wasn't loading, oh. it wasn't loading. I couldn't get it up. I couldn't load it. Um, so I played it on guitar and stuff, and it just, it just wouldn't load. So I'm going to have to try it again and see. Um, but it's just not loading. Whatever way I've recorded it or something, that just wouldn't load. So well, just keep trying. Yeah, keep I want trying. To... I want to. I want to listen to that. <laughs> okay. I'll share the hell out of it. I was trying because I was watching a stream live stream the other night, and then um, somebody was saying that um, covers. They, they preferred their own spin on covers. And then they, they said that the cover they hated listening to the most was 9 to 5. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Just 9 to 5. So I was like, should I do another one or should I not? So I don't know. I'll see. 
I'll, um, I think what I'll you need to some. do. I think what you need to do is a whole Dolly Parton album. <laughs> cover them all. You covered then. <laughs> well, I did do uh, Jolene before, but um, I'm not too familiar with that one. Um, but that that will make my uh, friend Manuel Lang happy. He's he's a huge Dolly fan. Like you can't you can't have a conversation with him in thirty seconds. He's mentioning Dolly. He's such a huge. <laughs> Love it if I sang twenty million Dolly Parton songs. Um, yeah, Dolly Parton is the is a queen of country, right enough. Yeah. Um, so, do you reckon he was the one that started the uh, "What would Dolly do?" hashtag? Um, possibly. <laughs> possibly. No, he just like he just everything. Do you know everything focuses around Dolly. Do you know? And his he is a huge, huge Dolly fan. Do you know? Yeah. Like a huge Dolly fan. Just he just absolutely adores her and he's met her and everything and he just adores the ground she walks on and you know I mean Dolly is she is very talented I'm not a huge a huge a fan of him I don't think anyone is as huge a fan of Dolly as he is <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a huge Dolly fan so um, he probably would love the fact that I've sang nine to five as well so I'm going to have to see if I can get the video loaded because it just isn't loading well, so whatever I expect, I'm doing I expect to see it on there by tonight. Okay, Dom, I'll be on there by tonight. <laughs> so, voice of a woman, where did that start? Indeed. You know, how did it all start? Like, what? Like, what, what started happened? it all? Yeah. Well, see, my uh, radio career as such started when I moved to Ireland in 2014. Um, I did a program called Journey of Discovery then, and um I just have a particular love for female voices um, yeah. and independent artists. But my journey of discovery show was a mix of country, pop, just everything. It was just like a mixture of male and female. And I always had it in my head that I just you know, I wanted to do something. I wanted a programme that was purely for a woman's voice, just purely not to take away from the men in the music business or male songs that I would love. But I just kept thinking in my head that I wanted something that would tell women's stories and it would be purely for, this is a female voice, this yeah. is the song that they've got, to, and this is the message they've got to see. And I think it's a very important message that women have to see. And I just think, I just wanted a kind of a voice as such, you know, because I'm a woman myself as well, obviously. Really? And I, I just felt, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so surprised. You know, it was just kind of like um, sometimes women's voices aren't heard as as well as they should be sometimes. Yeah. And I think my vo- my, my programme is just a voice for women, just, you know, it's just here's the female voice and this is what I love. And I'm just passionate about when I hear a female singing a song that's so close to my heart and just kind of tugs, you know, when a song tugs you your heartstrings? Yeah. Um, females do more, that more with me than males and I just think you know, there's just so much that um, you can learn from women's music and there's so much powerful like even today like Kelsey Bovey's released a new single today but her song Define Me yeah. um, just around bullying and the topic of bullying I just think that that's such an important message and for her as young to release such a song with such, you know, that must have affected her so profoundly. Oh, God, yeah. And to release that, I just think, you know, 
that's such an important message and that's such an important song for a lot of people who might be going through the same things at school. Do you know, those kinds of things, Yeah, I just think, is just so important. And I just, that was the kind of premise and the beginning of Voice of Women. Um, and just to get female voices heard, because for some reason, in many aspects of life, women's voices are dubbed down and underestimated yeah. in too many ways, I think, sometimes. Um, so that was the kind of beginnings of Voice of Women as such. Well, it's great. It's great that you've done that. And it's almost like you're the pioneer because nowadays you, know, you can see it all over Twitter and Facebook and all the radio stations, you know, there's always some form of you know, like women of high heart country and you know, there's so much more nowadays. And it's, I know it is coming to light, you know, this past, especially this past year. Um, especially with that radio station in America that said they can't play two females back to back. That that, that is... had my blood boiling. But that was that like I I don't understand the I don't understand why that was even an issue. And yeah. the fact that we have to sit the fact that we have to sit here in twenty twenty and discuss the same things that happened a hundred thousand years ago. Um it's just, you know, like women had to die in order for women to vote. Yeah. Um, in some cultures, women are still seen as second class citizens. I mean, it's it's like a deeper issue than just playing two songs back to back on a radio. And I, I just like that. No wonder that created such, you know, all that, that, that day was just unbelievable. And Kelsey Ballerini and Casey Musgraves handled that so, so well that day. They're like they were just, oh, They're they were. Amazing. They do like they just they, they didn't kind of they didn't fight back or they didn't they didn't kind of they weren't derogatory to who was seen it or whatever but they just kind of were like do you know what no we're we're not taking that and here I am and they just that that was just so so good even like here even country hits radio I mean I was listening one day to that a few times and um, I can't remember who it was what show it was but there was like it was the best I think show I've ever heard because there was one man then there was a woman then there was a male then there was a female. Yeah. And it just kept even, like that. and I just thought, yeah, even. And then I thought, well, why is that not like because the world is made up of men and women? Yeah, do you know, it's not just men and it's not just women. Um, but there does need to be just women shows to kind of say, look, women, women have a right to be heard. Women have a right to be treated fair. Women have, you know, women give so much, and they're, you know, they're a huge part of this world. So, you know. Can we be heard and can we be listened to? That's all they want, you know. Exactly. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we talk about especially strong voices of women. You know, we you got like the song suffragettes. You know, they yeah. they did "Times Up" and they did the uh, Taylor Swift's cover of "The Man," and those two yeah, songs are like the ultimate women power. And every time I listen yeah. to it, it's like I want to just have females on the show. I mean. There's loads of fantastic artists, you know, male and female, but it really gets you. It gets you. Yeah. And there's like, um, the Herd Collective is also the one they're kind of primarily for supporting females in the industry because apparently there's only 18% of females in the music industry that are songwriters. Um, and they're trying to kind of bridge that gap and support women in music. Um, and Beth Keeping also has another, she's right like a girl. And that's yeah. another one. And then Oaks also with, I can't remember what her name was, but she's working with someone as well. And she's got the Liver Girls. So there's a lot of kind of, there's a lot 
it's it's happened. There's movements around, you know, and it's kind of it's there's a lot of support out there. But um, so hopefully it'll just it'll be something that we won't have to talk about and we won't have to do things about it. And there won't be such a need for shows like Voice of Women and you know, it might be Voice of Everyone, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like, but for the moment, I just women's voices sometimes just need to be heard. And I, like, it's not that we want to take over. And it's just you know, it's it's Thanks. it's about being. Yeah, it's about being accepted and just, you know, and there's so, I mean, doing this show, I just, I find it so, so inspiring. And like every time I listen to a new female, like that, there's so many talented women in the music industry. There's so many. I mean, you hear festival organisers and people saying, oh, that, you know, there's no, there's no females wanting to play live or whatever. And you're like, I can <laughs> just go on. hundred. <laughs> Just go on Spotify or just go on Twitter or, you know, and there there are so many and it's, it's you know, it's, they're out there and they're talented and they are working their behinds off, you know, and they have to work so much harder sometimes, the males. And, you know, what? why? Like that just, why? It shouldn't be the case. It should, it should just... No. The, there's a reason why we always talk about equality and that is purely it, you know, that, that fairness yeah. between male and female and, you know, what makes a male song so much better than a female song? You know, there's, it's like we talked about Kelsey Bovey and Lady in Red and Magnetic and Define Me, you know, as a female songwriter, yeah. she's amazing. Absolutely she fantastic. I mean, there's songs, there's songs by males now. It, it's a fun song, and it's not that I don't like them. It's just, you know, it's a fun song where um, I was talking to somebody, and it was like he's in a field, and then he's in a farmer's truck, and then he sees a lady in a red dress, and he's having a beer, and then he's in the truck, and and it's a fun song, but it's like okay, like it's a great fun song, and it's a great to have a party with, but then it's like. Okay, that kind of dominates, and then you've got some other art, another artist coming along of a song with, about bullying, and a song that will have a profound emotional effect and maybe help people. And I just think, well, you know, for me, I kind of tend to lean towards the define me as opposed to the lady in the field or the duck and the beer, and that's yeah. fun sure and it's that great, is- and I love it, and I dance along to it, and it's great, and it absolutely is, and it's such a successful song. And it's brilliant, but like I just, I just think the important things in life need to be discussed, and I think women tend to do that more than males at times. Yeah, I just, well, I just want to fact check that, but I'm sure that's something about a truck by Kip Moore. <laughs> <laughs> just by mentioning <laughs> Lady in uh, Red and <laughs> name it. <laughs> I know you was avoiding naming it, but I wanted to name it because that is one of the first songs. I mean, whenever you look at songs, you know, whether it's Luke Bryan, whether it's um, Kit Moore, whether it's, you know, any of the big names, it's usually, majority of it is Country Girl Shake It For Me in a honky-tonk bar. You know, it's, there's always this set conversation. There's always that set topic that songs are made of. And that is the great thing about what, you know, women writers do is they don't just stick to certain things that sell well, I use quotation marks, sell well, but they actually do something that's meaningful. I mean, don't get me wrong, males do write songs that are meaningful, but the majority 
is just to sell records. I mean, don't get me wrong, I get, I get the whole point of writing songs that are commercially viable because if you write a song that sells well, it means you make more money, you can write more songs, etc., etc. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. But that's not what songwriting's about. It's about writing from the heart. It's about showing your heart. That's that's that, that, that's it. in a nutshell. That's what songwriting is for me. But like from like when I went to, when you go to see to see like there was I think Casey Musgraves was one of the headline acts, and I remember there was a lot of fury around that because she wasn't like she wasn't going to be bringing the party or whatever and all that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know if that was the same night as Kit Moore. I'm not sure. Um, but like. There was a, another guy there. It's Dustin Lynch, I think it was, and he was singing. Like, he was singing great songs, but it was all beer drinking. Let's have a party, and every country fan was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And it was like everyone was having a great time, and it was great. And sometimes you need that release of party. Um, but he was more popular than maybe Casey Musgraves might have been that night because he was singing about beer and he was not drink, and he's great and he's a great entertainer do not get me wrong but i just i just think there's i think there's space for everything you know and i think yeah there needs to be a place for these really personal songs and women have a lot to say and you know it's it can help people and i think that's you know the biggest thing about it you know yeah the voice of a yep as a disclaimer, though, to the guys that I just mentioned there, Kit Moore, Luke Bryan, etc., I am not slagging your music. Yeah. I absolutely love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. We do this. Like Luke Bryan had that song "Fast." I do like that actually. Yeah. That's a really lovely song. Um, that is a lovely song. Um, and it's Lee Bryce's "Boy." That's another gorgeous song. Um, there's a few songs in there. They're just harder to find. Don't know if that's because males don't talk about their feelings as much as women do. Maybe yeah. is there something like that? Do you know? Um, but then in saying that, Keith Urban did release that song "Female," which was such an important moment. That song is—I don't know if you've heard it. That song yeah. is absolute class. Um, that is a really great song. I was actually thinking of making that the, the theme tune for the program, but um, well, you should. That'd, unfortunately, that would fit massively. Yeah, uh, it would fit massively, but. Um, He's a male voice, you see. <laughs> ah, <laughs> so like, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got Keith Urban introducing it, and you just, oh, well, I might, but I've got a, I've got a song called "Woman," and it's like brave, strong, kind. Um, I'm a woman, and it's just all these things that you know, women, women can sometimes be called sensitive or this or that or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of strong affirmations um, about what a woman is in the world and what she you know and the female does that as well but it's just it's a very powerful song so i um, mean another powerful song that from a male artist i thought was drunk girl by chris jansen yes it's talking about a drunk girl but it's not about using the drunk girl it's about actually looking after you know somebody you know not taking advantage oh i've not heard that and i have to listen to that now i have to write that down I have to write that down somewhere. <laughs> it's an absolutely lovely song, and it always it it makes me well up because there's nice people out there. You know, it's not just about yeah. taking advantage of someone at a bar because they're drunk. You know, he does the complete opposite, and it's it's amazing. So th- yeah, there that's are good song. there are you know there are artists out there that do write, 
emotional, yeah. well-written songs. Yeah. I think those so- those songs are the ones that will stand the test of time. Do you know, like, songs like Define Me, if you think 20, 30 years down the line, that song will still carry and it'll still, like, it'll be a song that's classic, do you know? Yeah. Um, John Lennon's Imagine is another one, do you know? It's just a classic song that stands the test of time and is, is an important um description of what people wish the world to look like and the how they feel about the world and how they, they view the world you know I think songs like that just you know whereas something about a truck is a great fun song and you can have a party with it and you can have a beer with it but in 20 or 30 years down the line <laughs> will it kind of be like a classic track that will maybe you know um it's a great song Kit Moore I love you and you're great and he does ha- he did have a song called Guitar Man, which I thought was very, very moving. Yeah. Um, do you know, I think that song is one of his most moving ones, and I just think it showed a different side to him that he might not necessarily have shown to people. And I thought that was a very poignant moment when he sang that yeah. on stage. Do you know, gee, that is brilliant. Do more of that, do you know. Um, trying to think but, back yeah. to when I... I first got massively back into country music when I came back from working in the, in Texas. And I remember looking through like YouTube and Spotify and all the streaming sites just to see, get myself familiar with the wide range of music. And that's always one that always stuck out with me, you know, that something about a truck yeah. because it was just so, it's that entertaining song. And it is, it is, it is an entertaining song. It's, like just, it's great sing your lungs out to it and sing your heart out to it and have the beer and it's it's a great country song it is a brilliant country song it's a brilliant idea it's such a simple idea and like it's it's the tune and the production behind it and everything and kit moore's performing and everything it's brilliant like he is one talented dude um but i just yeah it's just not something i would sit and listen to it's not something that would make me feel feel any deep profound emotion other than okay you like a girl in the field and you want to take her into your truck and I don't know <laughs> whatever yeah. else happens after that but um jumping yeah, into a just, creek at 2am yeah. although that would be quite nice <laughs> especially when it's been quite it's warm it's a great it's a great track and he is such a, a very 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 good performer you know no like all respect to him but um yeah I'd probably listen to Kelsey Bovey before Kit Moore. Yeah. And maybe Kelsey would be really happy with that. Well, <laughs> we, we, like, we mentioned Kelsey quite a lot because she's got a Twitter Q&A coming up in, was it half an hour? 40 minutes from now? Four, yeah. Is it four o'clock it starts? <laughs> Yeah, four o'clock. Yeah, she's on. Yeah, four o'clock. Oh yeah, yeah. she's um, as of today, the twenty second of May. She's just released her, you know, a new single, Magnetic, and it's hit second, and it's stuck between Luke Combs and The Shires. And to me, being stuck between those two songs, especially like Luke Combs, because he's dominating the charts at the moment. You know, yeah. it's a fantastic achievement for her. I mean, yes, it's not number one. I hope it gets the number one, but with I hope the, it does. You know, she's she's done absolutely fantastic. And the management as well. You know, Rachel Selleck with Scarlet River Management. Do you know, there's such a buzz around her new single. Do you know, the buzz that has been created and the amount of support that is around Kelsey is so positive and so good. Like, it's the amount of engagement that making Kelsey Artist of the Week and Voice of a Woman, do you know, it's probably the most engagement I've had. Yeah. I've only made a, I've only been of like six or seven maybe, but the... 
the support around her and the team that she's got around her is just unbelievably brilliant. And like, do you know, the buzz around it is just, it's class, you know, and is she the only, I think there's only two UK acts, country acts in the top 10 at the moment. I think the rest of them were all American. Yeah. So from a perspective as well, it'd be good to get more UK country acts as well into the UK country church because there's a lot of other acts as well that have released songs today like Shannon Hines and Becky Lawrence and Sabine and they've all released songs as well. Yeah. And they are, they are as good as well. So, it, you know, just be nice to see more UK country because that is... Like that, that's growing as well. Well, that's you know? it. I mean, it's, it's growing massively. I mean, Joey Clarkson and Louise Parker's got a new song coming out. Yeah. There's Tenny yeah. Lord and the Crooks. You know, they released, uh, was it No God of Mine? There's just yeah. so much out Emily. there now. Yeah. yeah. And, and Rhea Jane, is, um, she's releasing another one, a one next week as well. And Yeah, on the 27th, I believe it is. Yeah. And then Harriet, well, Harriet Rose, I hope she releases her songs soon because her songs are just phenomenally good as well. You know, there's just so many. Like, we could go on and on and on and we'd be here till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and most of those are the independent artists. I mean, you've still got, like, yeah. you know, you could include the Shires into that because, you know, one half is female. And then you've got, yeah. you know, Twinny. Twinny's doing amazingly at the moment. Amazingly. Gee. The promotion behind her as well, like she's the team she's got behind her is just brilliant, and she's doing, she's doing phenomenal as well. And the, the interview she's got to do as well, you know, she's been on Channel Four Sunday Brunch and you know BBC Radio Two and loads. I mean, the promotion and the team she's got behind her, yeah. she's just, it's like music from from a fan's perspective. Music is how we feel, and we just love hearing a good song and meeting our artists and getting a signature and stuff. But from the artist's point of view, it's also a business and the, it's a product to sell kind of thing. Yeah. So it's a complete different mindset from that kind of score. So those kinds of things need to be right as well behind the artist. And Twinny has, like, the team behind her is just phenomenal. You know, she's doing so well for herself. Good on her. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I mentioned Rachel Selick with, you know, Kelsey. You know, she's done amazing work social media-wise and helping oh, with Charlotte Young as well. You know, Charlotte Young's done fantastic with her, you know, with her debut single, uh, Whiplash, and then, you know, her actual debut EP, Blown Away. You know, both went to number one instantly. It, yeah. I don't know how it does it. She, like, you, you tweet Rachel, and within 5.1 seconds... <laughs> she's back she's with <laughs> She answers everyone in 5.1 seconds. Like, I, I want to know what her typing speed rate is. You know, you used to do type testing. Yeah. Time. I wonder if she's sitting there just like 30 words a second <laughs> coming off her typewriter or the keyboard or something but yeah she she is unbelievable she does an unbelievable amount of work um, yeah. unbelievable amount of work she's she's a powerhouse in country music right now that woman well, as, she's one to watch management man- side of things as management goes in the UK I think she is in the top percent at the moment, you know, of people who deserve yeah. the awards for management. You know, she's she does so much. You know, not only does she have her own job, you know, there's her own life that she's dealing with and then multiple artists and running a new company. It's just, there's so much she does and she totally. does it fantastically. She does everything spot on. Oh, totally. She's she's unbelievable. Like I think there'll be times when people will be just wanting to work with her, like 
completely. They just, you know, oh, I want, I want Rachel to be my manager. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. She's unreal. She's totally. She's a powerhouse. Exactly. An I mean, absolute powerhouse. You know, and you, you totally just, lovely and approachable at the same time as well. Yeah, exactly. You see all these artists, you know, the ones in your, your big labels like Sony or Universal. You know, it's going to be the management over here in the UK. You know, I want Rachel. I want SRM. You know, that, that, yeah. that's, and that's fantastic. That's amazing. You know, what she's doing for especially country music in the south, you know, the southwest of England, around Bristol, Cardiff, um, you know, going into London and Birmingham, it's, it's getting so much better. And now she's helping out with boxes. You know, I know it's a male band, um, but that's in Manchester. So she's spreading out and she's doing amazing work. Yes, yeah, she's doing, she's, oh, she's doing incredible work. She's, yeah. I'd love to have some some of what she's got. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how she does it. I, don't I actually don't know how she does it. I don't know where she gets her energy from. <laughs> I'm, I have I'm dead. no idea. I did ask her on Twitter how many emails she sent, and she said, um, I don't want to count. I said, I do you to go and count how many emails. And she one email account, I think she sent a thousand, since, just since Scarlet Management had started. Yeah. Um. That was from the Scarlet Management one, and then from our personal one, there was like 2,000, so that's 3,000 emails and Scarlet River Management had started. And I think, my goodness, the amount of emails she must send in the day, and, you know, it's unbelievable. She's just a powerhouse. And then the amount of, like, from that kind of perspective, like, you send that many emails, probably 99.9% won't reply. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that... The fact that she keeps going and going and going and going is, I mean, it's unreal. Like, she has the presence, the social media presence she has is just brilliant, you know, and it's it's always positive, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's great that way. Yeah. You know, and she's just like, I mean, what a, what a track record. I mean, Danny McMahon had a number one and Bob, Bob's EP went number one, Charlotte's EP went number one. Magnetic could possibly go number one. Yeah. You just, you know, you just... Well, no. keeping an eye out on um, the charts constantly just hoping i hope it does you know i mean it, it would be it would, it would be so it'd be so good if it did you know just i mean i know luke combs is the number one and that might be a hard hard man to shift but um you know maybe the i can't really buy because my it wouldn't count well it might count but it won't count for the uk charts because i'm in ireland so you know well um that, that's it my, I mean. my, yeah, mine's isn't going to be much. <laughs> That's the difference there. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. love, you know, especially you can, I've got Apple Music and I've got Spotify and I've got all this streaming stuff. When it comes to UK artists, I always make sure I buy it, you know, whenever I can. Yeah. Being based in the UK, it's, you know, obviously it affects the charts for me. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's, I just wish everybody out there would actually start engaging more with the UK country artists. You know, I know it's growing, but it can be so much more bigger and it can be so much more better. And, you know, it's not just America that brings out this country music. It's We have fantastic music ourselves. We do. We do. But I think America, American artists do dominate. Um, I, I don't know why. Um, because the amount, the amount of such good country music that's coming out of the UK right now is unbelievable yeah um i mean it's and it's it is it's like uk country music is growing and growing and growing and hopefully it will go over to america i don't know why america dominates i mean the, the i love american artists i love a lot of american artists um but like the uk needs it's like it's like maybe the voice maybe i could change my show to the voice of the uk <laughs> 
I think you need to move. You need to move over here. That's what you need to do. Well, I did move from there to here, so, so maybe I need to Come move home. back. Come uh, home. Maybe I need to move back and bring boys and women over there with me. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> a big risk to move over here, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. I might not be able to move with this COVID nineteen right now, so that might be put off the back burner for about a year or two. But anyway, watch this space, people. Watch this space. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing what Matt Spracklin's doing as well on Country Hits UK with Country Hits Brits. You know, she does so. Yeah. He, he does so much for British country music, and you know, he's one. You know, there's Matt Spracklin, you know, there's Bale and Leonard. Then there's you know you've got Bob Harris, who's they all focus yeah. a lot on. Yeah, they play a lot of American, but they also play a hell of a lot of British, and it's amazing. I love it. I mean, Bob Fitzgerald's um, song was played on Bob Harris Country. Yeah, um, and that, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. You know, like I think, I think when a when a song is good, it's good. I don't think it should matter whether the artist is male, female, UK, American. If the song is good, then you know you play it. Exactly, and I think that's what Bob Bob Harris thought of Bob Fitzgerald. It's like this is a good country song, so I'm going to play a good country song. And Bob Fitzgerald's songs are a, are classic country songs. You know, they are good, good, classic quality country songs. So it was really good that Bob played it, and I just you know all credit to Bob and Scarlet River Management and all the team because that was that was a really that was probably a real highlight for Bob. Yeah, I, it, that must have been amazing for him. I mean, just to. Yeah. Just to even get the email or the note saying that it's going to be played, yeah. you know, this is the approximate time it'll be played. There must be like butterflies and, you know, going on a roller coaster and your stomach turns upside down. It's like, yes, it's almost like you're making yeah, it almost. and all that hard work. Imagine pays though, like, I think Bob Harris is like, he is such a gentleman and such, he just has so much music knowledge and. Do you know, the amount of artists he's introduced to people over the years at like three o'clock in the morning. I remember listening to Bob Paris's voice at three o'clock in the morning one morning. Yeah. And just the class songs he plays, he just loves good, good country music. And can you imagine being an artist and hearing your Bob Harris introducing your song? I mean, like you just can't imagine what that even feels like or mm. like the high that an artist has, you know. I mean you just He's an institution himself. Exactly. So. I mean, he's almost the godfather of country music in the UK. Yeah. You know, he, he is. is. You think of country yeah. music and you think of Bob Harris, you know, BBC Radio 2. It is is the definition of it over here. I mean, yes, there's yeah. and there's so many more new, amazing country radio station presenters. I mean, that's yourself included. And oh, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, there's... <laughs> <laughs> Put me in the same sentence as Bob Harris. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> um, you know, you've got lo- you've got the likes of Simon Birds on Red Road FM. You've got you know Chad J Country. You know, it's yeah. just so much. It's it's getting it's it's a fantastic time to be getting into country music in the UK and even Ireland. You know, it's everything's evolving. Everything's growing. It's natural. There's 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 Jess there's Jess T music as well. She's got Jess a, T um, music, yeah. She's got another and like there's so I'd love to kind of see like all these shows laid out and like 
support for them as well because like there's there's just so much and we all have one thing in common that we love the music we're passionate about the music we want to share the music we want to shout about this music because it's flipping wonderful and we want as many people to listen to it as possible as many people to buy the music as possible yeah and that's what we're all there for and it's just you know it's just it's it's such a growing even radio presenters we're all we're all coming out the woodwork exactly i mean there's so we're many- all- <laughs> There's so many more I haven't mentioned. You know, like Carl, you know, Kendrick from SW20. You know, you've got Alan Watkiss from, you know, UK radio, uh, UKcountryradio.com. There's just so many. I can't even, you know, they're just the names that I'm rattling off the top of my head. There's another one that's um, oh, Country Bells. I can't remember who um, presented that. There's a Country Bells show and it's like two or three hours of just classic female country. Yeah. There's, there's, oh, it's just, it's there's so much of it. Like it's just really, really. And of course, there's Chris Country as well. Never forget Chris Country. He's, cannot forget Chris Country. No. I mean, the great thing with Chris Country at the moment, you know, what I love is on a weekend they've been playing the Bobby Burns show highlights from the week. And yeah. that's one of the radio stations, the radio shows that really, really, truly engaged me into country music. You know, before Country Hits UK came on the scene, that's what I used to listen uh, over, like, podcasts. You know, they used to put their episodes out there and just listening to those guys talk on a radio station. It wasn't... They aren't, like, you know, proper radio DJs. Yes, Bobby Bones is, but his other co-presenters aren't. They're, like, friends talking. It's it's like me and you just chatting now, and it's over the airways, and it just feels so great. But yeah, yeah and Bobby is—I think he's kind of like—I wouldn't say the Bob Harris of America, but that kind of you know he is. Oh no, I'd, 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 I'd give him that. I definitely yeah. he's the he's the person to go to in the US for country music. You know, that's that is one yeah. person I'd definitely love to have on the show to talk, you know, about his life. I mean, I've read all his books and I've read everything I can, you know, I'm a fan of his, you know, but yeah, I'd love to have him on the show. But you never know. Have you email <laughs> Have you sent an email to him? You just you just never know. Just keep sending emails. I'll just I'll keep sending me. emails. And to Bob <laughs> and to Bob Harris as well. Bob Harris, if you're listening, come on the show, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> He would actually. He probably would. Yeah. But yeah. A Zoom call with all these. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> try, try and get Doing every it. single radio presenter on a multiple Zoom call and just have everybody chatting. Oh god! Could you imagine that? That'd be that amazing. would be cool. Like, wouldn't it? Like, how how would you? And yeah, that just to share. Like, oh, this is great artist that I love, and this is great artist that I love, and just to share all the great music that is definitely out there. Do you know what? Be. That's yeah, all- I think we've Radio presenters night out or night in. <laughs> That's it. Like, um, who, who said it? Was it Ben Leonard um, to 20 about having the cocktail party on Zoom with all his friends? Yeah. Uh, th- that'd yeah. be like the kind of thing we'd all do. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast is to talk about, you know, whether it's new artists, whether they've had one single or 10 singles, whether they've been around for one week or one year or one decade. You know, that's ultimately what all the radio presenters do as well, you know, just showcasing this music. And, you know, I love what we do and I love what you do as well, especially on Voice of a Woman. 
Well, you introduced me to Abigail Nielsen. I loved that interview. That was that was such a class. I mean, she was only 19 years of age. When you said oh, that, my I know. So crazy. I, I was like, 19? No way. Jose, was, was she 19? She was... Like, she, she was 19, but I was just like, no. Like, Shadow Thirst EP out when she was 15. You know, she was writing she songs and performing at 13. I mean, I can't remember what I was doing at 13. The maturity of her and the the resilience, the confidence, the the experience. I mean, she was she was. Uh, I said. I mean, I don't like comparing because artists are artists in their own right. Yeah. But like, she was sitting there talking as if she had the experience that Carrie Underwood or Miranda Lambert or somebody like that had. She sounded like she was in the music business for like twenty or thirty years. The way she was talking. Yeah. It was just such a superb interview to hear her answers I mean she was just so she was just so good and so intellectual and just just so impressed she was so well spoken as well she was so polite and she was just so just lovely I'm passionate about what she does and just unbelievable like that I can have she's not a superstar in the next five six years I'll eat my hat yeah exactly that, that was my thoughts exactly Unbelievable, just unbelievable. I mean, it's even like Kelsey Belver, you know, I can't wait to see what happens, you know, in the next three, five, 10, 15 years, you know, to see where the paths go and see the growth. You know, that's what I love watching is how artists develop themselves, you know, finding their own lane, how they actually develop mentally and physically, you know, with the pressures of being on the road, of writing songs and exposing yourself because that's a that's a big thing for an artist to do is to open their heart out for the world to criticize really does yeah i can't wait to see where it all leads see i think i, I think i can already hear the growth in magnetic with kelsey um oh yes definitely like just, just oh definitely the voice and the songwriting and the maturity that's already happened I'm not saying that Define Me wasn't because I think Define Me was a, a just such a, a class song and I think that'll always that'll always be such a special song but I think with Magnetic and the, the direction that she's going in I think you know she's got the right team behind her and she's she's it's working for her and it's, she's just doing so well and I just can't it'd be interesting it'd be really good to watch and I hope she grows from strength to strength and if she stays with Rachel she'll definitely will oh, <laughs> I mean they need to stay together forever <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i also write reviews as well you know if nobody's seen my twitter page or my facebook page i also write reviews for new music that comes through and magnetic was one of them and that is one of the key things that i wrote about was that growth and development of her songwriting and the way she expresses herself you know it's just yeah. it's amazing I, i'm really excited for the future I can't, I can't wait for that second EP to come out because I think it'll be such, I think it'll be a, a stoter of an EP and then her debut album and I think we're, we're just we're just talking about Kelsey's music life here. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it'll be, I think it's so exciting for her and you know how, I wonder how she feels today, do you know, we're sitting here talking like this but you just wonder what Kelsey's feeling right now, do you know? Oh yeah. And excitement, just, do you know, I mean, because it is, it's, it's hard, I think the music industry is hard. You know, oh yeah, um, it's hard to get knockbacks and all that kind of stuff. So to actually, you know, to actually be—I mean, Kelsey's young as well, isn't she? 
yes. age is Kelsey? She's oh, she, late teens. Yeah. So, like, I mean, she's young. She's young, but she's like, like, she's also learning a lot and growing a lot, and she's got great support around her, which is fantastic. Um. So yeah, she's you know it's good. Yeah, I mean, age is one thing I try and avoid asking, um, unless they're like from America, where I because the issue with age in America is like we can drink at the age of eighteen in a bar, whereas over there it's twenty one. So one of my questions usually is, what kind of drinks do you drink? So I, I sometimes <laughs> I sometimes feel a bit nervous about asking those kind of questions, especially when I'm unsure of an American artist's name, uh, age. Oh, it's true. I never even thought of that. That's actually quite true. But then you could just say, "What well, if if you had to choose a drink of choice, would it be alcoholic or soft beverage?" And then you could kind of get it round that way. Yeah, you just never know my answer. Because <laughs> some some um, teenagers under the age of twenty one do have um, open minded parents that let them drink in the house. You know, they'll, oh, yeah. they'll go. They'll go let them drink in the house because that's probably the most responsible way of doing it so that they're not hiding drinks and all that kind of stuff in the house too. But then there's um, uh, kids like, um, I, I, especially me, you know, I used to drink without my parents knowing. I mean, my parents would be listening to this and they'd be like, oh yeah, we, we knew you was drinking because when you came home smelling the booze and um, yes. throwing up in the toilet, we kind of got the idea. <laughs> Something was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of kids do it. I mean, for full disclosure, it is not right. You should be of legal nope. drinking age and you should be 18 when you drink because it does have an adverse def- effect on you, you know, mentally, emotionally, me- uh, physically. So just as a disclaimer there, wait till you're 18, not when you're younger. Exactly. And if there's, you know, I think peer pressure is a lot to do with it as well, though. Oh, like, yeah. You're maybe 15, 16, and you're going with a really strong group of lads, maybe there's six or seven of you, and one of them decides, you know, oh, here, look what I've got kind of thing. Oh, this will be great fun. Let's all try it. Do you know, it's all that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, so to look cool. 2020. Yeah, to look cool. Oh, I'll have a drink with you. And then some, you know, and that's kind of starts problems. So a lot of a lot of it, I'd say peer pressure is a powerful, powerful thing. Do you know, it's yeah. um, no to your mates, do you know, can sometimes. Well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> especially at a young age you know that whole peer pressure i mean we mentioned kelsey again you know it's a, it's a difficult <laughs> thing it's a difficult thing especially when you're a kid the one thing you want the most of all is to be accepted by your friends yeah you know I, we've, we've all done it you know we've all thought oh my friends won't like me but you know your parents are saying the right thing but you go against it because your friends you want to do it for your friends I mean, that's when you know you've grown beyond your years is when you can say no to your friends. And it is right. You can say no to your friends if they're wanting you to do something that you shouldn't be doing. So the kids, if if there is any kids out there listening, stand up to your friends. If you think it's not right, do it. Say no to them. Walk away. They'll still like you later. You might get a couple of names, but we've all had names given. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Saying no, but looking after yourself is probably because you're with yourself 24-7, you know, so if you're uncomfortable doing something that you don't want to do, then, you know, don't do it. That's it. I mean, we've been talking for just over an hour now. We've talked about life, death, music, (laughs) 
radio presenting bullying. Jeez, we've covered it all. Is there anything we haven't covered? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I'll probably put in the description, putting the world to rights. I think so. It's political, religious, yeah, COVID-19. Yeah, we've done it all. Yeah. Check, 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 check. Yeah. But yeah. Women's music, music, yeah, all that so for all the listeners out there, where can they find your show? They can find the show on ccr946.ie every Sunday at 6, repeated Tuesdays at 4. Um, and they can find me on Mixcloud, voice underscore of a woman. And I also started a SoundCloud page as well, so they can find voice underscore of a woman on there as well. The shows are usually podcast as well, so... Um, but there's a bit of a gap at the moment. The ones going out on air, um, the podcast ones are six weeks behind because obviously I didn't have a computer to upload onto Mixcloud. So, um, but there's a good few um, episodes on there on Mixcloud, um, interviews and songs and things. So it's all out there. And awesome. my Twitter underscore of a woman and Instagram voice of a woman and Facebook voice of a woman. So that's where we so, can yeah. all find you. So everybody, yes. check out Linda. She's amazing to follow on Twitter, especially. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I love it. <laughs> I didn't realise it was so nuts, but there we go. <laughs> I mean, not in a bad way. It's, it's so entertaining. I, I, when I wake up, it's like your tweets are the first ones I look for, look forward to. I mean, they're either well, factual or very, very funny. There was a question actually I've asked Kelsey. Um, remember the pineapple debate on Twitter? Yes. Um, the pineapple debate. Um, so I've actually asked Kelsey. Um, it's like a serious question. Is it? How? What are your feelings on pineapple on a pizza? With a wee <laughs> wink, and then Rachel responded just with laughing because she just <laughs> serious. So it's just nice to see what Kelsey will respond with because it's a very important topic. This pineapple on a pizza thing. It's it's like it's you know it's like margarita. You either hate it or you love it. Yeah, exactly. It's like Jaffa cake, a biscuit or not a biscuit. Go on then. Oh, that was a big one. That was a huge one on Twitter. Oh, go on. What's what's your thoughts again? Is Jaffa cake a cake or a biscuit? The reason, like, they call it Jaffa cake, but technically, it doesn't. It doesn't have what a cake has. If you sit down and have a cake. A cake is something that is fluffy and it is bulky and you have cream inside it or whatever it is. And it's it's like a, it's a proper cake type thing. The Jaffa cake is, it doesn't look like a cake, but it doesn't look like a biscuit either. So it's like it doesn't actually fit in any of the categories if you, if you break down what a cake is and what a biscuit is. So calling it a Jaffa cake, I think, was probably the problem in the first place because <laughs> it's caused a whole week of problems saying that Jaffa cake's a cake. No, it's not. It's a biscuit. So I don't actually know. I just call it a Jaffa cake because that's what it says on the box. You see, I but call I- it a cake because it's got sponge. No, it's not a big <laughs> bit of sponge. I know it's not as fluffy as a normal cake, but it's, it's still a cake. It's like got a bit of. What's it? It's like the marmalade type thing inside it. Yeah. So like when you the edges of it, it's all biscuit, and then you're just left with this little. It's like a nugget, it's not a cake. It's a nugget. <laughs> so she thinks she'd call it a jaffa nugget. Now jaffa nuggets. Put, but world to rights as well now. 
last last one then. Pineapple on pizza. Definitely. Definitely. I enjoy it. I love pineapple. Pineapple on a pizza. It's like sweet and savoury. You know, you got the sweet from the pineapple and then the savoury from like whether it's ham or whether it's pepperoni or beef or whatever you got on it. Oh, it's just gorgeous. I I just love it. I I just just don't know why people see it as a problem. I just love pizza. (laughs) Pizza pizza is the best food ever. I mean... Italian have a pizza. Since this lockdown started, you know, I've put on a stone of weight. It's absolutely crazy, but I've looked at what I've eaten for the past two, three months, and it's just been like every other day has been pizza. And that kind of explains that. Well, pizza, pizzas are, pizzas are, um, I'm sitting with a pizza in front of me right now. It's oh, really? Let's see it. we're on, for those that don't know, we're on Skype <laughs> at the moment, so I can actually see what Linda's got. Go on, show me, Linda. You know, no, no, you can't see the pizza because it's actually hidden from view, so we cannot see the pizza. Uh, I shall, I shall finish. I shall finish said pizza when I'm off off air, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got eight minutes. It's now um, fifteen fifty-two, and Kelsey Bovey's Twitter Q and A starts at four o'clock. So I'm going to round this up so I can finish off the actual podcast and add in all the extras and then it'll, I'll probably publish this tomorrow um, because that's the usual dates that I usually publish is either on a Wednesday and a Saturday. Yesterday's was a bit delayed because Alexis Taylor could only... My uh, speaker in the background just told me I've lost internet connection. <laughs> Fair enough. You're still talking to me. You obviously haven't. <laughs> In my bed, uh, at the moment, um, as Linda mentioned at the start of the podcast, I actually record these in my room, and I've got my own little studio set up. I've got a desk, got um, soundproofing around me, I've got my microphone, I've got multiple monitors, and I've got a speaker that's right behind me, and it's like an alarm clock slash DAV radio slash everything. It's got Alexa built into it, and we've just changed our BT hub, so all the Wi-Fi passwords uh- have changed. So okay. it's the one thing I haven't changed it is the Wi-Fi on the actual speaker. Ah, uh, so, so, right, okay. It keeps reminding me, and it's just reminded me now, right at the end of a podcast. <laughs> well, Perfect timing. Timing is everything. <laughs> and it's like when people knock on the door downstairs, I've got a dog, and the dog always has to bark. But then, because see, that's is that not like a kind of safety thing? Because he's protecting you exactly. from whatever's coming. That's, why I, tell that's why I don't tell him off. I mean, yeah, I, I sit there just. That's a good hold, I sit there holding my face like, oh my goodness. Yeah, no, it is what it is. That's a good, yeah, I'd love a dog, but sure, I work too long hours, so I'd love a dog. I really want a dog. I can't even remember what I was saying just before my speaker went off. <laughs> You were um, rounding things up. Yes, rounding. It's 14, 13, 15, 54. Yeah, rounding things up. So it's fifteen fifty four right now. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Linda, for coming on. It's been absolutely. For, it's been a blessing talking to you. It's been brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. It's been great. It's been a pleasure having you on. Everybody, check out Linda, Voice of a Woman on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and check her out on SoundCloud, Makes Cloud, Every Cloud Going. <laughs> cloud is a silver lining. There we go. 
everything going. So yeah, check out Voice of a Woman. It's an amazing show. It's run by an amazing person, and it's all about for the right reasons. Thank you very much, Don. Everybody, take Thank care, you. and I will see you all next time. Ta-ra for now. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chats on all things country music.